0: And welcome to another edition of the Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emory Hunt, the czar of the playbook. Be sure to follow me on all of my social media accounts. So don't forget to check out and subscribe to the Football Game Plan Network located at youtube.com slash footballgameplan. Also subscribe on iTunes to Football Game Plan Podcast and leave us a five-star rating. We're just continuing to roll along with our 2020 NFL Draft prospect interviews. And today... We're joined by a tremendous cornerback prospect and Christian Angulo from Hampton University. Christian, I appreciate you taking time.
1: I appreciate you having me on your show.
0: Well, here's how you came about on my radar. I was a broadcaster on the Mammoth game. And, you know, looking at the matchups and, and breaking down the matches before we did the broadcast, I'm like, man, this cornerback, you know, has intriguing tape. I saw a couple games prior to me doing a broadcast and then out there. Against Mammoth, I thought you really stood out to me as one of the top players in that game. I know it didn't work out for you guys on the scoreboard, but individually, I thought you played well. And was what was unique about that was watching a taller corner, you know, do things that you see shorter corners do. It's it's rare to find a guy that, as your height, 6'2", 190, to play small in a good way. Is that something that you take pride in? And if so, how are you able to play with good balance and good feel for uh, the position, despite being so tall.
1: Well, out there at cornerback, having uh, being fluid in your movement, being patient, having good feet, um, being able to turn and run with guys is something that's essential because you're covering pretty much, you know, the best athlete on the field. So it's just something that you work on during the week. You you work your craft. You work your feet. You work your mechanics. It's really it's really all about technique when you're out there at corner.
0: You don't panic, man. And it's funny because you'll see receivers try to, you know, they'll, they'll get all kind of creative at the line of scrimmage, try to find different releases to get you to open your hips. And you do a great job of understanding where you are on the field, especially playing out there on the boundary. You're like, hey, I know I have the sideline. Why would I take this move of you jabbing outside? Why would I jump outside? and give you all insight knowing I have, you know, the sideline right there. So <laughs> is, is, that, is being spatially aware kind of something that you really understand that a lot of DBs tend to, to not? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, out there at corner, you always want to use the sideline. They always say that it's the 12th man. You always want to use it to your advantage, whether that's uh, squeezing a receiver into the sideline. So I enjoy playing in the boundary. You kind of You kind of get to control, you know, control you gotta you gotta be in charge when you're at the line of scrimmage so you know dictating you you want to dictate at the line of scrimmage
0: it never is it's me and my homeboys laugh at it all the time it's like it's almost like when Akeem Olajuwon did the dream shake and he faked the ball out of bounds and the dude jumped like bro where, where's he gonna throw the ball why would you jump he faked out of bounds What? why would you jump at that you know the same thing with, with receivers yeah. giving you the move you like man you you, if you're going to run right out of bounds, I'm going to let you go out of bounds. But, you know, DBs yeah. in to the panic out there. You don't panic. And then also uh, using your hands in conjunction with your feet is also something that was impressive on film. But what work goes into making sure both of those, your hands and your feet kind of tie in together?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's eyes. You want to keep them eyes right right on that belt line, riding right them hips. You want to move them feet, whether whether you step in your, step into your leverage, whether you motor and back um, into your leverage, and then your hands go ahead and follow. So once they commit and once once you kick, boom, you're going you to want to shoot your hands also. Or you can switch it up, or you can quick jam. So I like to keep a few
0: things in the toolbox. And you did a great job this year uh, at Hampton. You transferred from Cincinnati. You had an all-conference season. Did you feel like this year you were playing – you are finally playing your best football uh, of your career. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this year it was just really
1: a blessing to have a coach like Coach Prenny, somebody that um, believed in me. Um, it was it was motivation to, to prove to him why why he should believe in me and um, why, why I do deserve an opportunity to be out there. So I just wanted to prove that to him, prove that to my teammates. Uh, Prove it to the coaching staff and the strength staff, whether that's uh, throughout spring ball, as well as summer workouts. I really just wanted to prove myself and uh, give myself an opportunity to to truly get out there and compete.
0: How do you go about, you know, studying uh, an opponent? I only know it from a running back's perspective and how I studied linebackers and, and, you know, what people tried to do to defend the run game. From your perspective, you're playing on the outside, and nine times ten you're defending the team's best receiver. What goes into your week of work as you prepare to get out there on game day and excel?
1: Oh, yeah, well, film study is something that I, I take very seriously. I think it's something that's, that's crucial going into, into game week. Each week I would go in and watch film at least two times a week on a couple of the opposing team's games. Just get a, get a read for the receivers, see what kind of releases they like to do, uh, see what kind of players they are. Are they like, are they speed guys? Do they like to box you out? Um, what kind of releases do they do? Quick release? Do they like to dance? So it kind of gives you a good idea going into the week of what to expect and then um, the kind of techniques that, that I'll be working in practice. So it's really just about knowing your opponent, knowing their strengths and
0: weaknesses. And we talked a lot about your ability to press, your ability to understand where you are on the field, be spatially aware. What part of your game do you feel like is being underrated right now?
1: Well, there's questions about my tackling and truthfully um, I'm a guy where it's like getting reps throughout the week constantly working it, working on tackling. I feel like tackling is not an issue for me at all. I do feel like I can continue to improve and uh, display that. So that's just something I'm going to continue to work on and uh, continue proving.
0: Well, it's funny because when you look at tackling, a lot of tackling is just about attitude and want to. And you know, I've seen you before uh, watching film get off a block and, and attack downhill with the want to to make a play. Uh, so that that's that does sound funny when you hear like, "Oh man, you he's not a good tackler or he could be better at tackling." Like, okay, yeah, but I mean, it's not like he's allergic to tackling um when you yeah. look at your game and critiquing your game you talk about the tackling part but um obviously there's different aspects of playing cornerback you have you know guys want to specialize oh i'm a man corner i rather play zone i don't want to follow to the other side of the field where do you feel most comfortable in playing is it boundary is it field are you mm-hmm. a man or zone guy or do you or you just want to play it all
1: yeah i well, I'll play anywhere. It'll be a blessing to play anywhere. Um, but I enjoy playing in the boundary, and I prefer playing man-to-man, bump and run, so that way I can use my size to my advantage, use my length to my advantage, and uh, you know, just be patient there at the line of scrimmage, kind of, kind of be disruptive.
0: Now there are a bunch of guys. Let's say for me, uh, speaking from a running back's perspective, at my Five, ten, two, fifteen 2'15", size that, okay, I I can draw comparisons to this guy. I want to watch this guy and be like that guy. But you're such a tall corner that there's not that many tall corners out there to to where you could say, okay, I'm trying to mimic him. So who are some of the guys that you watched and some of the guys' games that you say, okay, I'm going to take a piece of that and try to add it to mine?
1: Yeah, um, Jair Alexander is a guy that I watch often Um, last season during the NFL when they were playing, I feel like he has a lot of different things in his toolbox. You know, like, he'll he'll kind of, like, shoot his hands, but it's more so, like, he's trying to throw the receiver off and get them to commit early, or he'll quick jam, or he'll be patient and use his feet and kick to his leverage. You know, so I enjoy watching him. I feel like he's, like, a versatile player, and he's also an aggressive player. So
0: I enjoy watching Jair. How hard is it for a receiver to deal with a cornerback that can use his feet to press
1: um i think it's i think it's frustrating when you get a corner who's patient because it just kind of has it, it makes you work that much harder you know so i think it i think it's frustrating for a receiver now, I, one try of the big, be, I try to be as sticky as possible
0: you know it you have to be because again you know a lot of what they do is tied directly to uh the timing of the play so you're keeping him busy at the line of scrimmage and you're throwing off his opportunities and the play is going to get shut down because the quarterbacks need him to be at a certain spot by the time he hit his drop and here he is still trying to get off the line of scrimmage so you're absolutely right in that regard you know one of the big matchups you had this year was against liberty um take me through that matchup what went into that week of work you're dealing with uh you know one of the big receivers in this draft class and uh Antonio Gandy-Golden, uh, how was that matchup for you and and how much went into what you did out there on game day against the Flames?
1: Yeah, well, first and foremost, Gandy, man, he's an athletic guy. He's a great receiver, a great dude. We actually chopped it up after the game. But going into that week, my coach, <laughs> it's funny, Coach Prenny, <laughs> he kept asking me, he was like, uh, you know, what do you want to do? do? Do you want him the whole game? Do you want him the whole game? Do you think you can handle it? And me being a competitor, you know, at Hampton, we had a lot of FBS transfers at wide receivers. So each week it's like we're getting great work. You know, we got guys from Utah, Cincinnati, Purdue. So, and Coach Prenny, that's all we play, you know, man to man. He'll throw some zone in there, but that's that's what he plays. So just week in and week out going against guys like that, guys like Alec Dana on my team, they're – I, I wouldn't approach the situation any more different or make it bigger than what it is. You know what I'm saying? So right. I told him, you know, I want him the whole game, man. The man is fine, you know, because me knowing that he's a legitimate prospect, I really wanted to, you know, I took it as a challenge in a way to let's truly see where I stand. So um, that week, you know, just prepare, prepare, compete each day in practice. So that way, when it comes down to game time, you know, there's nothing different. You know, just because I've worked my craft throughout the entire week, I've worked my technique at the line of scrimmage. So, I mean, I never really make anything bigger than what it is. You know, because at the end of the day, we got to line up and compete. So, I was I was mainly just looking forward to the matchup. You know.
0: Yeah, you don't you don't see too many people embrace that matchup, man. Like, um, I, I kind of miss those days where guys. Uh, you talk about it a lot in basketball where, okay, who's their best player? I'm going to go guard their best player, our best versus their best. And you brought that mindset to that particular game. Like, hey, okay, this is the their big dog. Well, time for me to step up and show why I'm a big dog as well. And I like that attitude. You, you don't often see, you know, guys nowadays want that matchup, that premier matchup. And that one worked out in your favor as you had a really good game. If <clears> – <throat> you know anyone was not familiar with your game and wanted to learn more about what you brought to the table what you bring to the table which game would you direct them to and why would you choose that game
1: um i think there's two i think they can turn on the film from howard um, they howard had a had a long receiver a big receiver i think it was a great match a, a great opportunity to compete um, I think they can watch that film. I think they can watch my film versus Charleston Southern because they also they also try try to throw my way a lot. So, um it really it really brings out the best in me. like when when teams are testing me and things like that, it really brings out that competitive nature in me. So I think those are two games that people can kind of watch.
0: That's awesome. And because you look at how, uh howard has this kyle anthony you're talking about the big tall receiver i think it was um,
1: 81
0: 81 yeah kyle anthony he's he's the guy that you know he's like their version of antonio gandy golden as exactly. far as what he brings to the table he he blocks well and a lot of things he does well and he really matches that physicality that you bring to the table at the position when you talk to a lot of corners they always talk about you know i gotta be physical i gotta be physical well you know, is that something that you can just turn on, or is that a mindset that starts before the season starts of being a physical player?
1: I think, I think being a physical player, I mean, I look at it as, I mean, as far as at the line of scrimmage, sometimes I might use my feet, sometimes I might, you know be a little more patient and try to get physical try to quick jam you get my hands on you and um you know I just think it's about your attitude about your competitive nature just about having pride in what you're doing you know understanding that your teammates are counting on you so I really think it just comes down to that
0: yeah, and and you know what's interesting about playing at Hampton you know you just moved to the big south um but you still got a lot a wide range of of you know games that you played opponents you played against and you you have already played you know big time ball at Cincinnati and you come in here to really hone in and focus on your game but you like you talked about you mentioned throughout this whole uh podcast was the fact that you know coach Prunty has done a great job in in really allowing you to be uh the player that you grew to be so how beneficial was playing at Hampton to your development into a pro prospect uh,
1: I'm just extremely thankful and it felt like the correct thing to do because Coach Prunty knew me as a freshman at Cincinnati. Uh, mm-hmm. He coached there, so it felt I felt like I can trust him. Um, I've matured a lot, so I came in focused, and I think he allowed me to truly be in my element as far as when it comes to playing press man and using your physicality. Um, he didn't overcoach me. You know what I'm saying? Kept the scheme. You know, keep it simple. Ball is ball. And I'm just extremely thankful that he was – that he allowed me – gave me the opportunity to to just go out there and compete and, uh, you know, pursue my dreams and my goals and allow me to do what I love, and that's play the game of football. So I'm thankful, man.
0: Well, you've done a great job on the field, and you've built a little bit of a buzz off of it as far as, you know, your name is ringing and – And teams are wanting to know more about what you bring to the table. And listen, it's going to be fun to watch you continue to grow on this journey. Where can people follow you on social media to keep up with your uh, trek to the NFL?
1: On my social media, they can follow me on Twitter at Strapped, that's S-T-R-A-P-P-E-D underscore 23, and on Instagram, it's the same thing. It's strapped s t r a p p e d dot ten. So that that's, yeah, that's my social
0: you, you keep it, you keep it consistent. you keep it, you know relative to what your position entails, man. And listen, it's gonna be fun to watch this thing continue to play out because big corners they have that swagger that have that mentality that also can play well you know, with their hands and with their feet are always in high demand in the NFL. And Christian, I appreciate you taking time, man.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you taking time and uh, reaching out to me, man. I enjoy speaking with you.
0: Yeah, listen, you know, you balled out. I don't want to steal Dion's thunder and say, if you ball, you get the call, but you get it. You know, you balled out. And I wanted to, you know, talk to the guy that I saw go out there and compete uh, pretty well the times I watched him on film. So we wish you the best luck moving forward.
1: Thank you, man. Have a great day, man.